Good afternoon and welcome to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, where you'll be inspired, informed, and entertained. I'm your host, Jennifer Stewart, owner of Jazz Potential and creator of Find Your Sparkle. And today I'm going to be talking about unbecoming and just being you. And why am I talking about that? Well, honestly, I have been on a personal growth journey my whole life. And it will continue my whole life. And I thought that some of the things that I have been discovering lately, as in the last year or so, have had a tremendous impact on me and how I look at myself as well as how my own personal journey is going. Now, as I said, I've literally been into personal growth and self-development since I was a teenager. I've always had different kind of ideas about things. I was that kid in junior high that would record my voice on a cassette tape and put earphones in and study subliminally while I slept. And my mom would say, what on earth are you doing? And I thought, I'm just studying. She said, well, you can't do it that way. But I guess that just goes to show you that I always would think a little bit outside of the box and not so much conform with traditional thinking. A lot of the books that I've read have really helped me to, I guess, the course of the direction of of my life. And not to say that there's not ups and downs, because everyone has a lot of ups and downs. And if you know me, you know that I've had tons of ups and downs. However, one of the things that has always kept me going is that I believe, I truly do believe that everything happens for a reason, that there are always always lessons to be learned and things to help you grow. And that adage of, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, as cliche as that sounds, it really is true. I would not be the same person that I am today if I just had a life that was on a straight road. And you wouldn't be the same person either. There's always going to be some sidetracks, some detours, some off-ramps that take you to the wrong place. But the good news is you can always find your way back. And I think that, for me, that is really important. And there have been times in my life where I've deviated for, you know, probably a couple of years, but got myself back on track. And that is part of life. I have learned a lot of lessons along the way. One of the biggest lessons that I honestly can say rings so true and is such a difficult one but sounds easy is that you really need to be your own best friend and that is not selfish i'm really on a mission to help people recognize that and to help to create a paradigm shift where people will change their whole perspective of the way they look at things and live more as a present imperfectly perfect being rather than striving for these things that will are, are just superficial or that aren't really going to matter to our soul. And that might sound silly to some of you. To others, that is going to completely resonate. But what does that mean to be your own best friend? It sounds pretty simple, but so often we're our worst critic. I want you to think about some of the things that you say to yourself on a daily basis. Just think for a minute. Are you being kind and gentle 
with yourself, encouraging? Are you your own best cheerleader? Or are you one that's sitting there talking about why you can't do something? Is your internal voice telling you, you can't, you're not allowed, you're too stupid, you're not smart enough, you don't have the resources, you don't have the money, you don't have the time. Any array of excuses. That's where the danger is. Now, just to, I guess, really emphasize that and maybe let that hit home for you, there are a lot of studies, but the most famous one is by Harvard, talking about the number of thoughts that we have a day. So if we average, let's just say we'll do a range between 65 and 75,000 thoughts a day. That is a lot of thinking. Now, what if I were to tell you that approximately 80% of those 65 to 75,000 thoughts are the same thoughts that we thought yesterday? Now, for some of you, that could be very exciting for others, kind of scary. To me, that actually terrified me because that means we're not expanding our growth. We're not expanding our minds as much as we could. We're certainly not using our brain to its potential. That absolutely terrifies me. Now here, if we kick into that and add fire to that, of those same thoughts that you thought yesterday, 80 to 90% of those thoughts are negative. Now, to me, that is absolutely terrifying. Small wonder that our society is vibrating at such a low frequency. All the negativity, all of the, the banter, the news, everything bombards us all the time. It takes a lot of effort, practice, work, time to be able to make a shift to control your own thinking. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be one of those people whose thoughts are primarily negative. There's just, there's too much negativity out there. I don't want to be feeding any more negativity to my mind, body, and soul. So what are some of the things that I've been doing to change that. And I really do want to instill a paradigm shift. And it really is a whole new way of thinking. That's what people, I guess, don't get right now. And I think that as a society that we're moving more towards that, but it's going to take time. So for me, the biggest thing that I can do for myself and my thinking, my personal growth, my inner work is to be quiet. And sometimes that means focusing and meditating but it doesn't always mean meditating. And meditating, I find, terrifies people sometimes because they think that they have to be completely still, not have any thoughts go into their brain, and they have to do it a certain way. Well, the good news is that meditating can take many different forms. And it can just be being still in your present moment, in your environment, whatever that is, wherever that is. So if it's sitting even at your desk for a minute and just focusing on something that makes you smile, making a conscious effort, just to get your mind in that place of joy. For me, when I meditate and I'm in that total space, 
literally my body fills with light and love and joy. And I am super connected with the universe, my creator, whatever you want to call it. But it is honestly the best feeling in the world. And you can reach so many different levels when you learn to tap into that. For me, I get a lot of answers from questions. I ask a lot of questions on a daily basis. Some of my friends hate that I ask so many questions, but at the same time, that's who I am. And I made a decision a couple of years ago that I need to be true to who I am. And that is not always an easy thing. But getting back to that quiet time and just finding that space to be still, to be quiet. When you have problems, you have questions, you have things that you want to find an answer for, ask those questions and be still. You don't even necessarily have to focus all of your effort on those questions. When you're still, the answers will start to flow to you. And that is one of the beautiful things with meditation. You start to get these answers. You start to be in tune with your internal self, your authentic self, your soul, if you will. And I can tell you there's nothing more spectacular than being connected with your true authentic self, that true being that is you. I've discovered also that by doing this meditation and doing this internal work, I've discovered a lot of things that I thought were me on the surface and realized now that they're not. And it's been quite an eye-opener for me. And part of my, I guess this next chapter is for me, really all about unbecoming all of those things that I thought were me that really aren't me and don't serve me. I truly want to be the best that I can be every day. That doesn't mean taking huge leaps and bounds, but I certainly can be a little bit better than what I was yesterday. And if I can keep that momentum from now until the day I leave this world, then I am doing what I was here to do and impacting people in, you know, a positive light. The other part of my journey is doing a lot of writing and journaling. And that for me has been a huge help in transformation for me. Speaking of transformation, I believe that we all transform, we all change every day. Sometimes we need help along the way. Now, I'm just going to take a little sidebar here, but I just want to talk about coaching for a minute because some people have, I think, um, a misbelief of what a coach actually does. Now, for me, as a coach, my job and my role with my clients is basically to help them, not to do work for them, but to help them to get to someplace where they want to be, to ask questions, to challenge them, to get them to do some hard internal work. Now, some people think they can do it on their own, and that's perfectly fine. I know for me, I think of myself as pretty intelligent, but I needed help. And over the last, I think, probably eight years, I've worked with a few different coaches. And honestly, the work that I have been able to 
get through and the results that I've had have been absolutely phenomenal. Now, it's just like a sports team. If you think about it as a, a coach that helps you with your life, just like a sports team needs a coach to help them, this, the coach is not out playing the game for them, but they're offering some possibilities, some solutions, some scenarios, asking hard questions, getting them to do the work that they need to do to be able to perform to their maximum. So just transfer that over to life. And you know what? Yes, sure, you can do things on your own. Now, absolutely no problem. But I can assure you that working with a coach really does have its benefits. It can be challenging, but ultimately the results are all up to you. No one else but you. We're going to have a quick break, and when we return, we'll continue talking about some unbecoming and, and a little bit about your story. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. Welcome back to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, and today we're going to continue our conversation about you and unbecoming, all those things that you're not. Now, before break, we were talking a bit about meditation, and today I wanted to continue a little bit about talking about the unbecoming part, and that has been my new journey over the last, I guess, probably close to a year now. But when I first heard this concept, I was a little bit confused and I wasn't really sure what to think about it or what it really meant to me until I delved into it. And unbecoming really is about shedding those things that aren't really you. I'm going to give you a very, very good, vivid <laughs> imagery of my first thing that I did for me that was unbecoming. I want you to think about clothes. For those of you who know me, my favorite colors are pinks and purples. And pretty much everything I own has something to do with that. I have a few odds and ends. But until a few months ago, I had all of those obligatory things in my closet that didn't bring me any joy at all. And there's that, that book, The Magic Art of Tidying Up. And one of the very first things that they want you to do is to go through your clothing and get rid of the stuff that doesn't bring you joy. Now, that might sound silly, but I can tell you that it was a very powerful thing to do. It took me a lot of time. Actually, I had to do it in two different sittings. And the first one, I got rid of six ginormous bags of clothes. The second one, I got rid of seven ginormous bags of clothes, which probably begs the question of why did I have so many clothes to begin with? But when I went through them and actually took the time to take things out, hold them one at a time, and figure out, does this bring me joy? And surprisingly enough, I realized pretty quickly a lot of the stuff in my closet did not bring me joy. So when I started going through things, and basically, if you can imagine my whole bedroom full of clothes and categorized into pants and skirts and blazers and tops and all of those different things, I looked at this ginormous pile of clothes and 80% of it did not bring me joy and I felt like an imposter when I would put it on. For instance, my black blazers. Now I had probably too many. I think I had four black blazers. I had a couple of brown ones, a few blue ones, a couple of gray ones, and everything in between. And <clears throat> the only one that I kept out of all of those that was not 
a pink version or a purple version was a black one that had some sparkles in it because that's really who I am. But I laughed when I was going through all of these things and I thought, wow, this is, I have a lot of clothes that really just aren't me. Now, some of them didn't fit anymore, which is a different story, <clears throat> but my closet that was exploding with stuff that I probably wore 10% of now is refreshed. And it really felt like a big weight lifted off my shoulder. Now I'm, I have clothes that match my personality, that when I put them on, I feel good. Some of the clothes that I put on before, it was just, it was all about those layers of me that wasn't me. That obligatory black skirt, black blazer, white top, whatever. That's just, you know what? It's not me. And I decided that I just don't want to do that anymore. I need to be who I am. I need to wear clothes that make me feel like me, that make me feel happy. And I can tell you that I get razzed all the time because I'm always in bright colors, but they make me feel good. And it doesn't bother me anymore when people tease me. It's just part of that whole equation. And most people don't bother anymore, but that's okay. But the point is that clothes that I wore that weren't me kept me small, kept me stifled, kept me under the mat, if you will. I'm tired of that and I don't want to play that game anymore. I need to be me. Now, I have a bit of a bigger personality and not everyone is going to like me and that's okay. I'm learning to be okay with that. Part of unbecoming is part of that people pleaser in me that I used to be. I'm working on that. And particularly as women, I don't know that many men if they have that people pleaser thing going on, but women certainly do. And I really have made a decision to back off on that. And that means sometimes saying no when the old me would have said yes because I didn't want to upset anyone. I didn't want to tick somebody off or disappoint. Now I am at a stage in my life and in my own personal development where I realize that if I am not taking care of me first, then I'm not going to be able to take care of everyone else. And that's just a reality. I, I've been burnt out many, many times over my lifetime. And I'm sure many of you can, ex can relate to that and have experienced burnout too. It's not fun. It's totally not fun. It's not where you want to be. It's not where you need to be. You end up sick. You end up not being able to function at your full capacity. And it's just plain not fun. And it's almost like an imposter. How many of you felt like an imposter in your own body sometimes, in your own mind sometimes? It can be very frustrating and it's a lot of work. So when we get rid of all of these things that aren't us and that leaves us with our authentic self, it feels so much better. Now, I'm not there yet and I, I don't believe I'll ever fully, fully be there because it is a journey and it's a daily thing that you have to do. But I will say that I will always be shedding these things that aren't me and I will always be learning new things about myself. 
And it's, it can be quite challenging sometimes to sit back and take a look at yourself and really dig deep. And it's, it's scary. And I think that that's part of why so many of us resist doing that inner work because it's, it is scary. And sometimes there might be things that we don't want to admit or we don't want to see or we don't want to work on. And if we realize it, then that makes it real. If we live in oblivion, then we don't have to realize it. But once you know, you can't unknow. And that's really what I want you to think about because it's very, very true. And when you start to get a spark of what it means to unbecome all those things that really aren't you, and it becomes that spark of, wow, look at all I am and how exciting is this? That will make a difference in your life your life and those around you. It'll make a difference in how you show up every day. I want to be the person who shows up with a smile on my face, with you know a, a warm, sincere, loving greeting to everyone I know. I want to bring the joy where I go. I don't want to be that person where people are hiding from or think, oh, jeepers, what's she going to complain about today? Or what's, you know, what's wrong with the world today? We all know people like that, and it is hard. Some of you have heard my analogy of, of what I do to protect myself for the negativity that I, I get sometimes throughout a day. And I'll share really quickly because it's, for me it's something that is viable and it really works. And it's a matter of putting my protective bubble around me. And literally that bubble is full of love and light. And it's kind of like a force field. So it helps to keep out any of the negative crap that people are firing at me on a daily basis. And if you think that it doesn't happen daily, think again, because it does. And I don't think, I don't know that that'll ever, ever stop. But at the same time, I am much stronger. I'm more aware and I'm better equipped to be able to ward off that negativity. Now, any of that negativity that does seep through is usually minimal and I do a quick cleanse to be able to get rid of it. But I do notice a difference if I forget to put my protective force field bubble on and I'm around negative people. I take on a lot of that energy. And then I wonder a little bit later what happened. And I sit and I think, oh, right, I forgot to put my bubble on and I've got some extra negative energy attached to me. Some people are more um, inclined to have that more sensitive to people's energies. I'm definitely one of those. But again, all I need to do is do a quick cleanse and get rid of it. I, For me, I say a little prayer and fill myself with love and light again. And it's all good. But again, getting into, you know, that journey of unbecoming, what does that look like for you? Who are you at the core? You have to ask a lot of questions. There's a few questions that help with that whole process. And sometimes it just, it just takes epiphanies throughout the day, aha moments throughout the days. But I want you to think first and foremost, what makes you happy? So start with that question and get some real pen and paper out and write all of the things that make you happy down. Say a little prayer to help things open up. But I encourage you really to do that because it really will make a difference in your life. The other thing I want you to think about is what do you love to do? 
what are those things that bring you joy? What are those things that you do that all of a sudden three hours has passed and it feels like it was 10 minutes? What are those things that just bring you ultimate pleasure and joy? You can't wait to do it. What about your future? What does your future look like? Where do you want to be? How do you want to end up when you retire? What are those things that you want to do? What sparks interest and joy in you? Have you taken time to written those things to write those things down? Have you? If not, I really do encourage you to do that. What's your wish list? You might want to call it a bucket list. I like to call it a wish list. But a do list is even better. My wish list that I'm planning to do is completely different than my plain old wish list or my bucket list. How do you want to live your life? Do you want to live it in misery, status quo, just automatic autopilot? Or do you want to have more love, more joy, purpose, passion, and sparkle in your life? I don't know anyone who couldn't use more sparkle. That is a fact. It's just a matter of taking the time, taking, making a commitment, making that decision, and putting things into action. So my challenge for you, if you dare to accept it, is to figure out who you are and unbecome all of those things that you're not. It might sound simple. It will be the most rewarding thing, the most challenging thing that you have ever done for yourself, but so worth it because being on the other side and living a life that is authentic right from your soul is pretty friggin' awesome. I hope that you've gotten something out of this. And even if you just go and answer one of those questions today, what makes you happy? What do you love to do? What does your future look like and how are you going to get there? And remember your wish list. And for heaven's sakes, go out and make sure that you do something that makes you sparkle today. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. Special thanks to Ron for producing this episode of Find Your Sparkle with Jen. We'll catch you next time.